Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay. What's going on, Blue Jays fans? And welcome to another edition of Jay Bird Watching. We are part of the StadiumScene.tv network, and we are the official podcast of fan-sided Jays. Journal. The Blue Jays are on a tear right now. They are finally winning games. I believe they are on a five-game winning streak as of Tuesday evening, September the 6th. Today, they sit a mere five and a half games behind the first-place New York Yankees, a half a game behind the second-place Tampa Bay Rays, who are maybe a little bit more vulnerable than we like to admit. Uh and they are they have secured a wild card spot. I believe they are four games up in the wild card uh, over Baltimore. So they are sitting pretty and things are starting to solidify in their favor or so we will discuss maybe debate. But in order for me to get that debate going and joining me tonight is Mr. Craig Borden and Mr. Brennan Penicar. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Better up they're winning, huh? Yeah, what's a winning streak, eh? Yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Where'd this come from? Yeah, seemingly out of nowhere because they are really shoving it down my throat. What from what I've been saying the past couple of weeks? Maybe they um, were finally listening to you and you lit a fire under their ass. That's Just definitely it. That usually goes that's on his Yeah, I like it. Go with it. It's the um, of course air effect. <laughs> Look, I, I've, I've on record, and no one can say that I haven't said this, That, and I won't deny it, that for the past couple of weeks I've said they have to show it to me. They have to beat the teams that they um, are supposed to beat. You know, that this was coming off the heels of losing a bunch of games to Baltimore previously. Um, I think they were swept, if memory serves me correct. Um, you know, and then teeing up against teams like Pittsburgh and facing Baltimore again, Chicago Cubs, even you have to win those games. And, you know, so far other than one game against Chicago, since then they have been winning. So these are the teams that they have to beat in order to secure this wild card spot. And it seems like they're doing that. So let's get into it. Um, let's start with you, Brennan, given the optimism that we're expressing right now with this team. And given that the Jays are finally at least, ostensibly finding some cohesion on both sides of the ball minus I mean you could say Barrios had a good outing but it wasn't great it's left a little bit to be desired but they still got the dubs um how do you feel is this momentum enough to solidify a a postseason spot we'll just uh, focus on the wild card for now uh we'll move into the division in a bit but how are you feeling about this team man let's let's see what happens tonight and tomorrow because you have the chance to really bury them they're four and a half up right now win again tonight and who knows like if you can manage to find a way to sweep them you leave town six and a half up with going to texas for three games i forget who baltimore plays after this i could quickly check it but um that's a big opportunity to potentially um you know if you take care of business get texas win two out of three maybe things fall in your favor with baltimore playing i'm looking up right now um, and then you got the Rays for five. That's going to be tough. So at least they start to build a little bit of cushion, right? Where it's the Rays. Everything goes wrong when we play them, usually at the trap, sometimes <laughs> at Rogers Center. Um, so build as much cushion as you can before you welcome Baltimore back, um, that middle of September series right there. So And the Orioles go to Boston or are home to Boston after this. So. Eh. 
if there is that. I can see them losing, maybe dropping a game, maybe the Red Sox get hot for a weekend and take two out of three. But yeah, no, it, it really depends because look, if you drop today and you drop tomorrow, then you leave two and a half up and you're in a similar spot to what you came into this series in. So I'm not ready to say it's starting to be wrapped up, but if you finish strong, even if you win tonight and you leave and maybe you drop tomorrow and leave four and a half up, I'll feel pretty good about that and, and really start to get some confidence and feel like the team is heading in the right direction. Um, so, yeah, I think it's shocking. I think we all got bent out of sorts a little bit after that Angels series, and I don't blame anybody for that, myself included. Um, but when you go and look at it as a whole, um, they had won seven out of eight games. They had that just miraculously shit series against the angels where they lost all three and now they've won seven of their last eight again so it really hasn't been a terrible stretch at all 14 and 5 uh in their last 19 games and that's what we said probably at the beginning of august that they needed to go on a run like that during this stretch and they're taking advantage of just that so keep the good times rolling get one more win of these next two if you win both that's incredible uh and then take care of business against texas on the weekend before you welcome the Rays for five Craig, go First off, what a way to freaking kick this whole thing off with, a, you know, the 92 reunion and all that kind of stuff last week. And then they run into this. Yes, they lost that last game against the Cubs and it was not in the best of fashion. But the fact that they were able to just take it to Pittsburgh enough, I thought that was really crazy that they mm. only edged them out in those few games. And then they moved into this Baltimore series and it's like they came out of the Fox swinging, you know, Bo's hitting, every Vlad's hitting, Guriel's hitting. Alejandro Kirk's got a double in the right tonight. Everybody's just picking up on each other finally, and this is starting to look like a well-manufactured machine instead of the piecemealing parts that we were getting going on. And then, to Brendan's point, the good pitching that we got to see over the last few days. And that's what winning streaks are made of. They finally look like a team running with this whole thing instead of just being all over the place, and it's very fun to see. I think that when it comes to this team right now, um, you know, not to, you know, repeat everything you said because you guys pretty much nailed it. But I think what we can rest our our hats on when it comes to this team is that August is August and September are the two measuring sticks for how you're going to enter the postseason. Right. I I don't want to say that last time the Blue Jays were in the postseason in 2020, they limped into it, but it wasn't with a lot of force. Right. Mm -hmm. And that sort of echoed. Didn't exactly hammer it down. (laughs) Right. And so like the confidence wasn't necessarily there. And I know it was compounded by the fact that they were playing the Rays to start. And it was a two games or best out of three series rather. Um, Again, they didn't limp in, but the confidence wasn't necessarily there because they barely made it in, right? I think if they go on this streak that we're seeing right now well into September and handle business, especially against, I think, Brendan, if you still have the schedule open, uh, the the remaining games towards the end are all division rivals, right? It's all AL East opponents. The only non-AL East team they play is two games at Philly. uh, That's right. And that's it. Yeah. So yeah. if, if to they're that able point, to though, handle, that's a rough series too. Yeah. Philly's been hitting the wall hard. No doubt. Yeah. If if they're able to handle business heading into there, heading into those series against the division rivals, I don't see why we couldn't be uh, optimistic about their playoff chances. It, it, we should be optimistic about their playoff chances right now. Um, they've shown a lot. They've shown a lot of resiliency. It's it feels like you know for the first time since. Oh, I think ever in the in the season period that we're seeing the entire team starting to click. Now it's not to the optimal levels that we would anticipate or we did anticipate in the off season, but at the same time, Chapman's starting to you know remain consistent. Bo is being outstanding. We're going to get to him in a little bit. Uh, Vladdy's being consistent. Even Springer, uh, you can tell he's not a hundred percent healthy, but he's. Pulling his own weight, you know, he's doing what he can. Um, he got to be encouraged, and I haven't even mentioned Kevin yet. But you have to be oh, encouraged with this team. And uh, I think, you know, when it comes to the postseason, I think now, given the cushion that they've lent themselves over Baltimore by playing them and beating them, I think we can be a little bit comfortable. Not cocky, not that it's a given, but we can be comfortable that they... Uh, they can keep pushing. 
Um, I don't know if you guys wanted to add anything more to that. No, you're good. All right. Um, I do want to focus on the aspect of the division because there was a time where this was completely out of the question. There was a time where the Yankees had what, a 15 game God lead boy. against yep. every team. Um, and it was just out of the question. Now, heading into the beginning of September and with regular season games bleeding into October and on top of the fact that we played the Yankees just one more series, I believe, or is it two? Know, two? Yeah. Two more. Just no, all right. So, one more series at home, and it's three or four games. Uh, three, three. It is not out of the realm of possibility that the Blue Jays could make a run for the division. Do I think it's probable? No. But with five and a half back from the first place Yankees, Craig, given the yep. fact that you are uh, a New York resident, it's probably <laughs> much to your pleasure. Uh, do you think uh. this is? attainable or are we just you know seeing 5.5 and saying oh man okay are the yankees still the king of the crop looking at that roster and the way they're playing damn baseball um they're about um i'm gonna put this away from the baseball movie references they're about one locker room lollygagging speech away from being actually good (laughs) but they look pretty damn bad and whatever they're doing ain't baseball right now boys (laughs) and um i think this sums it up perfectly is i don't know if you guys saw the home run ball that josh donaldson all of a sudden had to run out the other day the pimp yeah 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 he oh he was pimping that thing hard like he you know is still 2015 mvp josh donaldson and the ball hits like at the base of the wall and he's like oh crap gotta run I think that sums up the Yankees play right now so well. And it's just, they're, they're like desperately looking for something to latch onto in that dugout. And the fans here in New York are flipping out. It's like not even subtle anymore. It's because up until about two weeks ago, they're like, ah, don't worry. They'll figure it out. It's not a big deal. You know, like we were all season and now they're like, God, and they're going to be all bald at the end of the week. <laughs> so it's, it very entertaining to be watching from down here, but to that point, I don't see where that fire comes from because their manager, Aaron Boone, it sure as shit ain't coming from him. He's cracking at the seams right now. You see it in every damn interview they post on MLB Network, on Twitter, anything. He is freaking out to the point where he's slamming desks and right in the middle of interviews, tipping water bottles over everything. I don't see him being that angry and frustrated being what that dugout needs. And I don't know with all the other egos in that locker room, if it comes back, the Yankees fans really have something to be worried about. So to your point on the blue Jays, some team is going to sneak up on the Yankees and steal that. I really wouldn't. I right now I'd be shocked if they are anything but a wild card team. I don't think they're a division winner at all right now. I really think they're going to cough it up. Might not be the Blue Jays, but to that point, we're right there with everybody else. <laughs> Just don't let it be the Rays, please. Don't yeah, let it be the Rays. I know, right? I, and to that point, you guys know Shane Macklin is gone for basically the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Or McClanahan, I mean. So mm-hmm. um, that the that is the that's an all star. That is a guy that was contesting for the Cy Young that is all of a sudden not on that team anymore. Yep, that's going to be a big hurt for the freaking Rays. Could. They sneak into the playoffs and find a way to make it work for a three-man rotation throughout the playoffs. Yes, but they have to finish in a strong spot here and put something together before that all comes up. Yeah. It's interesting because I'm looking at their schedule the rest of the way, and there are a couple tough series, but for the most part, I would say they're pretty cakewalkish. So just with the lead they still have and that they had once built up, I think they barely hold on. Like, I think it'll get really, really close by the down the stretch, and maybe they win it by a game, maybe two. Um, but keyword barely. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we know they have the firepower to come back and turn it on and whatnot, but they've just been dreadful for the better part of over a month now. And as Craig said, there's not much signs of it improving. So they have two tomorrow. I guess three more against the Twins, doubleheader tomorrow and game Thursday. Then they're home to the Rays this weekend. So that could make things quite interesting. And if you're a Blue Jays fan, knowing that you're going to Texas and you could take two out of three and how close you are to the Rays, sweep the Yankees or win two out of three Tampa Bay, make it closer for all three teams. 
if the Rays do that and take care of business, you never know. That lead for the division could be down to four or three and a half or three games uh, by the time the Blue Jays come back to Toronto next week. So that is a huge possibility. But then after that, they go at Boston for two. So that's, you know what, that's iffy. Then they go to Milwaukee they, three. So that's three games where the Brewers are still playing for their postseason lives. They're two games out. So Milwaukee can be challenging, good pitching. But then two against Pittsburgh at home, four against the Red Sox at home. And then they finally come to Toronto, the 26, 27, 28. So there's your opportunity. As long as the gap stays where it is and hopefully shrinks between now and that series, then you're right in it and you can take care of your business and make that a little bit lower before the Yankees end with three with the Orioles and then they finish with four at the Texas Rangers. So there's some series in there that they could cough up some games. There's some series in there where they, they can pile a little bit of a winning streak. But you know what? If it's five games, five and a half games or less when the Yankees come to Toronto um, for that final week and a half, there's still a chance if you take care of business and, I do think it'll come down to the wire, but I think the Yankees will just barely hang on. Listen to this. Oh, this yeah. oh God. Second no, half. No, go first, first half for the Yankees. First half, they were 64 and 28, and they were almost 200 runs scored more than runs allowed. Second half, they are 17 and 26, and they are negative 15 in the runs scored, runs allowed. Ooh. That's the tale of two seasons. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not that's two different teams. <laughs> that's not even the same idea. So <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there as I read that and like what? Bam! I knew it was bad, but I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> no, sure. Like, and it's just, you know also the fact that we we acknowledged that during the uh, the initial half of the season is that their first half up until the All Star break was pretty cake. Yeah, um, we did acknowledge that the Yankees did have a soft schedule, and the philosophy Lord behind is. the second half would have been, "Hey, we can't um, count on winning the division because it doesn't necessarily matter what the Yankees do. They're mathematically so far ahead that chances are they're going to run away with the division." Um, doesn't seem to be the case. And look, let me just put this Baseball into perspective. Baseball gods were angry, man. <laughs> yeah, if the Blue Jays are to take the division, I just want to put this into perspective. That would line them up with the second best record in the American league mathematically, yeah. there's no way the guardians <laughs> are catching up. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's well, pretty I, good. Given the first half of the blue Jays that they had and yeah. the first half that the Yankees had. And if the blue Jays are able to cover ground like that, that's, that's pretty good. That's got, I talked about confidence heading into the postseason, how that carries over into performance. That's, that's something that they can yeah. ha- hang their hats on, especially being so young and so, you know, ruthless when it comes to their offensive approach. <laughs> This is pretty, I like it. I'm sort of chopping at the bit now. Yeah, you know, look, it, 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 Craig, you mentioned tail two seasons when it comes to the Yankees. Look no further than the Blue Jays, man. Tail two seasons. And, you know, my optimism is Mixed now batch. ringing a little bit true. Yeah, dude. Like it's, it is on the table. And I, it's, it's strange that it's coming from me because I seem to be the pessimist when it comes to the group, you know, when Chris isn't here. But, you know, when... <laughs> Love when, you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, when, um, when the Blue Jays are performing like this and they're heading into Arlington to face a Texans team, the Rangers team, rather, that uh, has lost nine straight games. Um, Take advantage. If Eat they... Up. Pummel the Orioles, which right now they have a, a run lead against them. And what is it, heading into the third inning, is it? Um, or, yeah, the third. Anything could happen. You you sweep the Orioles, you sweep the Rangers, you don't know where you're at. Yeah. And that is, that's a good sign. So, um, here's yeah, hoping. The pessimist. Yeah. Done that here. Listen, <laughs> listen. It's pessimist better. It's that, you know what it is? You know, it's it's the uh, it's I don't know how it is up in Canada right now, but here in in New England, it feels a lot like fall. And it's not just because there's been heavy rain. It's just for me, it's once the calendar turns in September, that's it. Throw on the flannel and the pumpkin spice. I don't care what fucking temperature it is outside. Um, And all your friends got your their Patriots fans flags out and everything. It's like, oh, God, uh, (laughs) not before I put my Bills flag out. But uh, couldn't tell Mr. Bass. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the bottom line is is that September and October baseball, now that we have regular season games in October, um, there's something special about that. There's something special to have like a crispness in the air and to play competitive baseball. To me, there's something 
internal and something uh what's the word i'm looking for there's it's it's not something that you can necessarily grasp onto it's something that you have to feel um so to me if that competitiveness runs into those that season of baseball there's nothing better there i it i'm hard pressed maybe a sunday night football game is better (laughs) but that that sort of postseason feel is is captivating so um that's all to say yeah i'm i'm trying to be optimistic about it but let, let's move on to specific players that i want to touch on speaking of optimism and you know we can't have a podcast that i host without talking about the king himself Kevin biggio uh, i want to talk about king Kevin and bobachette because they have been playing absolutely phenomenal respectively for where they have been throughout the season now that's not to say that biggio was lighting it up across the board throughout the major leagues he's not but he has a higher OPS plus than uh, Giancarlo Stanton. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, All-Star game MVP, Bo- Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, Bobachet, I think he did a, he, when was the hat trick? Was it last night? Or it was, was last it, night. Yeah, last night. It was last night. Um, he's Feels been like that long ago already, huh? Yeah, he's been swinging at first pitch, which hasn't been atypical of him throughout the season. But he's really thinking into that launch angle, and it is paying off. <laughs> Like, no tomorrow. Uh, Biggio, for his part, has looked a lot more confident at the plate, which, of course, is bleeding in to his defense as the, you know, the Ben Zobers light of the team. Uh, speaking of solid defensive performances, I am very impressed by what I've been seeing from Bobachet. Very, very impressed. He looks like a man determined to uh, be one of the top shortstops in the American League. So, Brendan, is this a sign that we're finally seeing at least... Maybe not one through nine, but the main players that we have suspected to be offensive juggernauts throughout the season, or rather the offseason. Is it finally time that we can say, yes, we are finally in that cohesive offensive surge that we've been waiting for? Yes, uh, and Bo Bichette really is the key for that, because when you have just two guys going at a time, you can be good, score some runs, but they I wouldn't say they've piled it on over the last couple of weeks, but... They're getting four, five, six runs pretty consistently a game, and that should usually win you uh, baseball games tomorrow. Yeah, winning most balls games. Exactly. Um, look, this we've been asking for this all year, and I know somebody. I think it was Craig who picked Bobachet for picks to click last <laughs> week, and you couldn't be more right because we've been asking for that one hot streak, and it's finally here. <laughs> So you see a lineup go from good to great when Bo is hitting. And when you're getting production from Kevin Biggio at the bottom of the lineup, can get on base, set for others, then it just all falls into place. Um, it, look, it hasn't been perfect. Again, I, I still feel that this team has been a notch below what they did last year. And maybe that's just because Springer and Simeon and Bo and Vlad were all going together at the same time last season and just felt like, two to three home runs per game. You had more power from Lourdes, who had 20-plus homers. Um, But all the numbers bear out that they're just as potent of an offense as they were a season ago. So maybe it's, I don't know, it just feels like it's been steady all season, and maybe they're finally hitting that peak that they had last season. Again, I need to see it to believe it because they've gone through peaks and valleys, as we've seen all season, like any baseball team goes through. But this is really when they turned... Or, or or put the uh, uh, put their foot on the gas last year and made that run to just miss the postseason by one game or at least a wild card or a tiebreaker for one game. So if this is the start of it, sign me up and like you said, go in hot because had that team gotten in last year, they had all of the momentum in terms of anybody in the American League East. We've said multiple times if the season went one more week. The Yankees and the Red Sox might not have made it. The Blue Jays would have gotten in ahead of both of them. Um, so they both stumbled into the playoffs. The Blue Jays would have gone in red hot. So, hey, keep it going. Let's see where they're at after tonight, tomorrow, the Texas series. And like you said, Adam, even if you go four or five with the next five games or you go five out of five, that's still pretty damn good. And I would expect another game, maybe game and a half, to be knocked off that Yankees division lead. So if you look back through... All the fun here. The Blue Jays have scored at least three runs in every ball game since the second game in L.A. So let's put them in a good spot to win. And honestly, that was the only game that they had was with three runs was the, that, the last day in L.A. They've mm-hmm. had at least four runs every game since. So 
when there's a couple of lopsided ones in here too. There's a uh, you know, the last couple of days and then, you know, the four to nothing game against Pittsburgh to kick off that series. So it, yep. they've been playing good baseball. He's even that last game that they lost to the Cubs five runs. Boom. It's there. The pitching didn't hold up that game. It was clear. Oh, and obvious. Just hit a home run. Did he Titty again? Jesus. Yep. Yeah. Oh God, you could ride that kind of a hot streak on one guy like that for a long time. But the fact that, Teoscar's been heating up in that time frame too, and Vlad and everybody. That's the difference maker right now. Um, was it a solo shot? No. No. There you go. Three nothing. That's the other crazy thing. I just saw the highlights. So those three home runs that he hit yesterday, you, it, he hit all fields, left, right, and center. Yeah. 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 So, and to that, he, that's just him driving the ball back up the plate. And he was that one that it was uh, the one he raked and pulled. He was so far ahead of that, but because he's waiting for the ball to travel further and actually trying to actively push it to opposite field or up the middle, that ball just becomes ball. He just turns around and bang out, out to the left field wall, you know. So the, the timing's there. I honestly, they were saying this during the game. I think it was during the first one yesterday. He's brought back that uh, more of the toe tap for his two strike yes. approach, which he got yeah. away from. Why would you mess with that? <laughs> he was doing that so good his whole career. I don't know. This is one of those things that's not broke. Don't touch it. <laughs> don't even put it across your mind to me. I honestly wonder how much this is John Schneider going, Bo, just be you. You you got this. Don't worry about it. And no, him knowing Bo Bichette as well as he does, because God forbid he won the you know Eastern Championship with him back in what 2017 i think was the year that they won it yeah yeah, yeah i think because it was the year after that they brought Bo and biggio and everybody up so mm-hmm. yes so to that point maybe the, he's just finally found the way to get around the mental stuff that we were seeing from Bo bichette earlier in the season because you guys saw it in glimpses you know it was just never put together in a package like this this is the ceiling i think for Bo bichette but Somewhere behind this is that fact that he's going to hit you a home run a week. You know, that's somewhere in the 270s. He's close to 100 RBIs. Everybody yeah. seemingly forgets that, regardless of all the fun that he's not doing well this year. He's got got to have 80 RBIs after this last couple of games. So he's, I think people have been giving him up a bum rap all season just because it looked rough compared to the guy that had the American league leading hits total last year. But to that point, I think somewhere in the middle is actually where he is. So the fact that he's just riding this hot streak, let him ride it, man. Because honestly, he's got that swagger back that is going to let him continue to do this. I think for the rest of the season may not be this level, but it's going to be like, that's right. I am one of the best shortstops in the game. You better pay attention. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm hard pressed to find uh, uh, I'm hard pressed to find five better shortstops in the American League, and you know, given that the American League the shortstop isn't what it used to be in terms of the plethora of talent, and they're not to say that these players aren't talented overall, but Correct. you know, the cream of the crop usually you could pinpoint, and there was a bunch of them. Now there seems to be a fewer and fewer, but Bobichet is definitely staking his name into that claim. Um, the thing I like about him is that, you know, for such a small guy, and I'm not body shaming him, but for such a small guy and stature so small, he he's like a rubber band when it hit with his approach. He he puts it's a good way every it. ounce of himself with one of the quickest swings I have seen, and it it is all upper body strength. Everything that he has in him is in that swing, and it's it's deliberately for power, you know, and sometimes like in the beginning of the year that worked to his detriment because, you know, he's trying to knock the shit out of the ball when sometimes (laughs) it determined like, no, you have to kind of have to put the ball in play here, but we're not looking for you to, to play hero, but it's, 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Certainly working right now. So much so that, look, let, let's that series at New York where they won uh, three out of four since then. So since August 18th, this is his line. 343, 400, 589 with an OPS of 989. Yeah, He's had... Yeah, it, 25 hits, 10 runs, four home runs. You can chalk another one up right now. So five home runs uh, and 26 hits, six doubles, six walks, and 14 RBIs with only 16 strikeouts. I mean, the strikeouts are a little bit high in there. What was it 80 plate appearances? So it's not terrible. Like but that is that is pretty good. And conversely, you know, we've been focusing on Bo. Let's talk about Kevin since August 19th till now. For Cavan, this is pretty good. 258, 361, 613 with an OPS of 974. Yeah. yeah. That's you everyday know? lineup stuff with giving him a chance to run with it further. Yeah, yeah. And granted, so. that's that's only 36 plane appearances, seven strikeouts. Don't get me wrong. But seven walks, and seven he, RBIs, three home runs. And to that point, another one of Schneider's bot boys. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brennan, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. All good. All I was going to say was that, yeah, that's that's perfect. They've been using him perfectly, platooning it with Espinal. And Santiago has not been an all-star at all since the uh, all-star game. Uh, yeah. So this is a very welcome development for a team that second base was a dark hole for quite a while, to be honest. Yeah. Is, is he, to that uh, point, now you have two valuable options that you could toy with. In terms of Espinal and Biggio? Correct. At second. Is he is he off for a while? Like, has he come back since he hit his hand? No, I don't believe so. Okay, so it's a good thing that right now this is the time that Biggio is playing yeah. to the level that he is because, yeah. you know, even though he's playing first base tonight, um, it, having that, you know, sort of security in that cushion from your bench, like I said, bends over his light with just right now, at least right now, with just a little bit more of uh, offensive Plus power. Glove. Yeah, yes, and it, it's something that I think is really working in the Blue Jays' benefits. I, I know that's stating the obvious, but when you're chasing or trying to secure a postseason or maybe even chasing a division, having that sort of ammunition in your back pocket to really push, as well as Bo Bichette, like I'm watching him right now on the screen, he's laughing, he's smiling. This is a completely different Bo Bichette than what we've seen in the middle of the season. Oh, yeah. I remember he looked pissed off and just <laughs> lost. And now he just looks comfortable and he's looking like Vlad. He's looking like the two kids that came up and were like, I'm taking the shit over. So winning fixes everything. It does. And performance <laughs> does too. Absolutely. And Alec Manoa looks high as a kite. All right. So let's, uh, let's move on. <laughs> can I point out something here? Because you mentioned the yeah. best shortstops and baseball thing. So sure. it blew my, you know, I had to find out according to, you know, somebody what the, uh, at least this year's war stuff, because you don't hear these countdown things like until obviously the season is usually over. So I was curious to see if baseball reference fan graphs, anybody had that number on hand, of course, fan graphs being fan graphs. They have yes. boom, the war leaders at shortstop. And Bo is apparently according to strict war numbers, the ninth best shortstop in all major league baseball, They're only ready. succeeded by Xander Bogarts. Uh, and actually, I take that back eight because I can't count the guy that's in number one because I don't know why he, they put him there. So Xander Bogarts is the first one at a 5.7. Francisco Lindor at number two with 5.4, tied with Dansby Swanson, who, what the hell did he all of a sudden put together, <laughs> you know, at a 5.4 as well. He's been a good shortstop, but I would have put him in that ballpark 
a tier lower than even somebody like, you know, I'd put him in the Willie Adamas ballpark. Sure. So there's that. And then you go to Trey Turner with a 5.3, shocking. Corey Seager making shit ton of money with a 4.1 at, at number yeah. four, or at number five. Nico Horner for the Cubs, Willie Adamas, and then Boba Shett at number eight. Mm-hmm. So how many of and those are American League? Just two are above. Two? Bogarts two. and Corey Seager. And Seager, yeah. yeah. Bogarts so, and Corey Seager, and then he edges out um, Carlos Correa and Hassan Kim. So he's a top three. There yeah. you go. So and top three that, in the AL. That comes close. Jeremy Pena falls him up. Elvis Andrews is in there, too, and Jorge Mateo. But in terms of guys who play every day, Bo's third, and it's really not even close uh, for and then, the best after that. Yeah, yeah, and you make the argument, everybody says Tim Anderson's one of the best ones in this, and he's way down this list <laughs> compared to a lot yeah. of that, that, I would think, too. But he's had a rough year, so I can't uh-huh. say that. If, looking at collective amount, mm-hmm. I, he's in that same ballpark. Sure. But to, I just thought it was wonder, shocking that where he sits in that list, it's a lot better than Blue yeah. Jays fans would think. That's why I wanted to make sure I said it. Yeah. Sure. Oh, no problem. Like I, I said, like, I'd be hard-pressed to say he's not a top-five shortstop in the American League. Turns out he's the top three. Um, <laughs> and it's, you know, it makes you wonder how much recency bias is going to come into play. Is You know, if Bo finishes off the year strong and has a very, very impactful, strong postseason, her strings have to be open. And he yeah. might be able to have a claim to say, like, I'm a top three shortstop in the American League, according to, you know, wins above replacement. I deserve X amount of dollars, please. And thank you. Yeah. Wasn't it just last get... week we were debating if we were going to be trading him in the offseason? <laughs> sure the fuck was. <laughs> <laughs> and so there was a lot of people on either side of that fence just to yes. be that conversation piece. Um, I do have one more. Oh, <laughs> I do have yeah. one more ridiculous stat here. So yesterday being the double header game, Major League Baseball history, everything aside and whatnot, Boba Shett, uh was the first shortstop in AL history to have six plus hits and three home runs on a single day. There you go. He's on a bender. <laughs> and ride know. it, man. <laughs> Till it falls They're off. <laughs> they have to. They have to continue this with him and i think uh brennan you nailed it it began you know that cohesion that i was asking about initially begins with bo bichette if he's on because you can rely on the springers you can rely on the guerreros you can rely on Teoscar. uh chapman just have fine i don't know if you can rely on him but he's finally felt comfortable or looked comfortable same thing with lord just to a degree he's been consistent just the power isn't there um you know, with with Bobochet sort of wrapping that up, it's a nice little package that you can really uh, rely on for the postseason. But um, let me get into the final topic of this evening before we get to picks to click and our predictions. Uh, Jordan Romano. Now, it seems you want to talk about a tale of two seasons. Charlie Montorio's utilization of Jordan Romano and Schneider's utilization of Jordan Romano has been vastly different um there have been many times that and we thought that this might have been a romano preference there have been many times where montoya was reluctant to use him two days in a row we've seen it but it was very rare now schneider's like i don't care we need to fucking win and we need to bring (laughs) our our best player in to win these let's face it especially against the orioles these tight must win ball games um Craig, I'll, I'll throw it to you. What do you think? Do you think that, you know, this utilization, albeit beneficial for us winning these games, but come postseason, may this usage, these day-to-day usages, be a detriment to the Blue Jays' success come the postseason? Are you not worried about it? Right now, honestly, I don't think it's a big worry. You talk about an average major league closer throws around somewhere in the 70-75 ballpark innings in a year. He's at 52 right now. If you're talking running through the end of the season, that's let's say he has another, you know, at 15 innings or so for save opportunities in a month is a lot of opportunities. Just saying, <laughs> I hope we're playing better offense that we can, uh, you know, make sure you don't have to have Jordan Romano in every day. They're on a good trend of that right now with a three to three to one lead. So um, you would hope that, you know, let's say that you, how many games do you realistically think you're going to win this month? 
you know, obviously all of them being the first, you know, somewhere yeah. safe bet would be around 15, 20. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, okay. Out of those, let's say we go for 20 wins this month and really force the issue here. And okay. Are those save opportunities? Okay. 10, 15 of those are really save opportunities. I think he's right in that ballpark of innings that he has been progressing toward over these last couple of years. That is a sizable workload for a major league closer. And I think that he's going to be able to handle that. I do think that he is being used properly now would be the catch. I think there was some games that all of us in this collective group are like, why the is Romano not in this game? <laughs> or why didn't he come up against the, you know, the heart of the lineup in the eighth inning? Maybe it's not a save situation, but the fact that he was facing the people he needed to face, those right. kind of things were getting off. And I think that's the difference between Montoyo, who was going strictly with the stats and the numbers and what the lot, the quote unquote, you know, paper was telling him to what to do. Yeah. You flat out saw it. Schneider use his gut the other night in a couple yep. of instances. And I, I think, that was the thing that all of us have been saying about the, the, you know, the tenure of Charlie Montoyo and even going back to the game with Shoemaker pitching in the playoffs. It's like, he was fucking cruising. Just let him go. What's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it looks a lot different now. If what seeing the flip side of that coin that, you know, if that was a situation where Schneider was managing Shoemaker probably would have been pitching yes. <laughs> just as much as that. So now you're seeing that he's going to live or die by that fact that he made the call, regardless if it was something that the, stats told him to do or you know it was a gut feeling whatever that was he's going to run with it and i think that settles it with joe jordan romano he's going to be in the damn game one way or the other he's going to not be zach Britton sitting on the sidelines sorry orioles fans (laughs) or the 2016 home run he's going to use his best guy regardless what's going on and jordan romano is easily the best guy in our bullpen he's been incredible he's been incredible lights out 30 plus saves yeah (laughs) Like you can see the difference between Schneider and Charlie where Jordan's pitched a lot more in tie ball games in the top of the ninth, where I can't recall very many, if any, opportunities that Charlie pitched Jordan Romano uh, in the top of the ninth in a tie game. He usually goes to a second best reliever. Um, Mm -hmm. We've seen it a couple times now, and that's the perfect way to use your closer in my mind, because even though it's not a save up, still a save up because you can go and win the game at the bottom of the ninth. If it goes to extra innings, you go to Jimmy Garcia, who's been very good this season. Uh, you could go to Anthony Bass, who's also been incredible this season. So you have options. Um, Romano's been incredible. I'm not concerned about the usage. I was looking at the top or the most valuable relievers in baseball, and there's nobody really that stands out in terms of this guy's pitched so many innings. Romano's right in line with all of them and the best relievers in the game. So mm-hmm. not worried. Um and just to quickly change it, talk about a tale of two halves. Trevor Richards has been incredible yeah. in the second half. He's come back to what he did last season. And change he was working. of a DFA uh, at one point in my mind. Like there was people calling for him to be off this roster when it expanded um, to keep Zach keep Pop. And there's here. Exactly. So the bullpen, like we said at the top of the show, this is probably, this probably feels like the first time where the rotation, the bullpen and the offense are all clicking at the same time. Um, and that leads to wins. Uh, and it's what they've been doing, really, the last 19, 20 ball games is winning way more often than they have not. So keep it going. I'm not concerned. One question I do have for you guys, just talking about Romano, his usage, and going into the playoffs, is they get there, you're in a wild card series, your starter goes six innings, maybe into the seventh. I remember... And this is the same for every team. You have your maybe three, maybe you stretch it to four guys who you absolutely trust no matter what. And in 2015, I always remember without failure, that would be Aaron Sanchez coming into the seventh and usually pitching into the eighth. And then Osuna would pick it up for an out or two in the eighth and finish it off in the ninth. Um, If the starter only went five, maybe five and two thirds or five and a third, then you'd see Brett Cecil in there from time to time. You'd see Mark Lowe in there from time to time. So right now, who would be your guys equivalent to those four arms of 2015? Because if it's me, obviously Romano's coming in in the ninth uh, and in the eighth, probably in a lot of situations as well in the postseason. Then Anthony Bass and Jimmy Garcia are probably your top three horses sprinkled in with some Tim Mesa as your Brett Cecil. Then after that, it's a combination. If you absolutely need to expand a little bit, what Phelps, 
maybe a little bit of Simber Richards, but who Simber, are you? Simber, yeah. Yeah. Because and to that point, actually, I'm going to put Simber out in that same category with Richards and everybody now because he's been showing cracks. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a workload thing or what, but to that point, I he's not as lights out as he was at the beginning of the season. I still trust him to go out there and do his job, but I don't think he needs to be in those high, high leverage situations anymore when you have Garcia and Bass, both second runs, 7th, 8th, ninth with Romano. But what do I know? Yeah. No, <laughs> so, I, I, I agree. I, I think at that point, yeah, I, I, it's hard to pinpoint that fourth. Um, but hopefully the starters that you have, you can, I mean, Schneider seems like a guy that would let the reins off a little bit and you can let him creep into, dare I say, seven, as long as they're performing well. Like, I trust Manoa going seven all day. I, tr- I trust it. Um, Dosman, absolutely. Dosman is right there, too. Um you're riding yeah, I, Rios on the right day, maybe. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Him to the eighth. All right. Yeah, I'd rather. But, I, if anybody's pitching an eighth inning to me, it's first. It's Manoa. For sure. Like get get the bulldog you know. out there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So if you can have your your pitchers go that deep, you might not even have to worry about that. You might not even have to ha- worry about that fourth guy that you're relying on. Chances are you're going to need him. Don't get me wrong. Like, this is the postseason. Things change. But This is in 2016 where we only use six starters. Just saying. Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, How mind-boggling is that? I just saw somebody put that back up on Twitter like an hour ago, and I'm like, yeah, you, that was like literally one of the best pitch seasons in baseball history, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. Or at mm-hmm. least most consistent. People forget that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's... I'm not super comfortable with the uh, the the state of the bullpen. Don't get me wrong; like it's not something that I'm like jumping for joy with. But I think some combination. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> like if you have Gosman, you have Manoa, and dare I say Stripling, mm-hmm. I think you're okay. They, it, like Stripling, I could see like being stretched to six. For sure. You know, like so, and, that, and that's your minimum. That. Yeah, so if if you're if you have your starters going at least six, you might not even have to worry about you know who your top four relievers are. You might be able to rely on those three because at that point it's all hands on deck. You got sure. you got to play to win. And speaking um, of wild cards, Julian Merriweather's warming up now because uh, let's just say Mitch White's run out of gas would be the best way I think of saying it. <laughs> has anybody else known? He looks hurt. He doesn't look White. like. Yeah. He like, doesn't. I, don't know, I haven't watched enough. We've been talking. Yeah, his body language is such that he he seems either exhausted or, yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just his core, but he doesn't look comfortable. Well, yeah, maybe fun when we're done here. <laughs> yeah, we'll he's find, out. find out because he's letting his he's letting his front side go right now, and everything's going outside. So Oof, yeah, see, it's he doesn't look right. He keeps like reaching across his body body when he's done. Pitching, I don't know if it's maybe an oblique thing, but I'm not a doctor. To so that point, either way, I think I have a strange feeling in about what, a couple more pitches. Gradually, Merriweather is going to be the guy that comes out here and throws gas to try getting out of this, and then they'll uh, come he might not have somebody else. Time. Yeah, he might not have okay. time to get ready. You know, yeah. um, he's going to have some time now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, White's going to have to stay uh, in this. Um, anyway. All right, uh, let's Our get three into... Our 3-0 lead is now 3-2, just saying. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, it's not insurmountable. There's plenty of baseball left. Um, let's get into picks to click. Craig, you were the uh, the king of the Winner. crap with Sorry. Boba Shit. <laughs> All right, I don't even think it's close. Yeah. Right? I don't even think uh, it's close. We had, just to be that guy and go out here and th- throw through this because, you know, I'm actually finally just getting back in scoring distance with this one to put everything close. Yeah. Um, I had Boba Shit. Chris had Tay Oscar. We had Chapman for you, Mr. Corsair. And then Brendan had George Springer. Everybody had great weeks, but Boba Shett was only beat by Xander Bogarts in the player of the week voting, I feel like, this week. <laughs> so, And I don't know about you guys, but did you see what Bogarts did this past week? He bet a mere 546 this past week. <laughs> so, yes, somebody played better than Boba Shett over the last week. I know it was very back end, of the ha- back end of the week, heavy, but... <laughs> to that point is what it is so were we resetting the scoreboard for the end of the season here or were we continuing to match up i can't remember i think we were continuing if i okay. remember, if remember, if remember if correct. so that would actually 
put it in an all-way tie, except for Mr. Panikar has one more win than all of us with six. The rest of us have five. <laughs> so, anyways, does that mean I'm going first here? Or, yeah. or how do we, is that what we've been doing? Yep. I yep. couldn't remember. It's been so long. Oh, my God, what do we do? <laughs> Go for it. Um... You know what? I'm just going to do Chapman. He's got another RBI tonight. Okay. And how many games do we got? We got, I think it's only five in it. Uh, till next week, there's this one against Baltimore, three against Texas, one against Tampa Bay, so five. Okay. Um, we damn well better sweep the fucking Rangers. <laughs> I, yeah. um, I think we're going to cough one of these games up against the... Uh, Orioles in the remainder here, so I'm going to say four and one. Riding the hot streak. Swagger's back, boys. <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. Go. Uh, I'm going to go Cavan. Damn. Close it, it off with Cavan. <laughs> like That's it. what he wants before <laughs> yeah, he takes his temporary to, temporary yeah. to short term to long term hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> long term. Uh, going to go with going to go with Cavan. <laughs> there it is. And how do you think you're going to score this week? Record-wise, for the tiebreaker, I think they're going to beat Baltimore. I think they're going to sweep Texas four and one. Four and one. Four and okay, one. Mr. Panikar. Uh, Manoa to pitch a gem tomorrow. Um, and a gem, he would be in line to start Tuesday. So I'll get two starts of Alec Manoa. Uh, one of those being against the Rays, which hopefully they can win with him. Um, and record win tomorrow, of course, because I want my pick to click the win, pitch well. Uh, I do think they'll cough up one against Texas and then start the Rays series off with a win. So that would be four and one as well. There you go. Sounds like we got a good week coming, fellas. <laughs> um, who we, we want to keep the Teo pick going for Chris? Yeah, might as yeah well. that's fine. Yeah. And just because he's a pessimist, I'm going to say two and four. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to put four and one for him, too. Fuck it. Everybody picked the same yeah. thing. <laughs> so, good deal, fellas. Adam, um, man. So, I do have oh. one more stupid trivia thing that um, I'm thinking both of you will know as soon as I bring the trivia question up. Yeah, sure. What major leaguer this guy's first strikeout that is six degrees away from the Blue Jays, you know, in the six degrees from Kevin Bacon now, uh, from last night? Uh, wait, say it again. So there was a pitcher, or a, a position pitch, or position player pitching last night. Recorded his first major league strikeout. That is somehow associated with the Toronto Blue Jays. No idea. You're gonna get pissy when I tell you. <laughs> mm, no clue. I think sons of former major league players whose father might have played for the Toronto Blue Jays. I didn't really pay attention outside of the Jays games last night, so I still have no idea. All right. so right. I'm trying to look at the home. I'm looking at the games. Give me a second. <laughs> you should just look on Pitch and Jeff for who the hell was position players pitching last night when they do yeah. that weird little <laughs> stick figure. No, go ahead. Casey Clemens. Uh, uh, first it, major league Jays? strike. Yeah, his dad played for the Blue Jays and, yes, drafted originally by the Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah. So to that point, do you want to take a wild guess on who he struck out for his first major league uh, strikeout? It's a big one. Mm. He's right. Shoyatani. (laughs) Wasn't it really? (laughs) Yes. And um, I just tweeted it up on, you know, you're looking at our Twitter account. Is that what's up? (laughs) I retweeted the ball. He wrote nasty pitch on it and put it up on his <laughs> on his wow. mantle. So that's fun, isn't it? It was an EFIS pitch, like 10-foot drop. <laughs> and, Ota- o- and Otani just watched it go by. <laughs> well, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Was he drafted by Anthopolis? Or was that was that a... I think that was a, a Atkins uh, pick. Cause I want to say it was an Atkins really, really, really late in that same draft as uh, Biggio. Yes. Like, it was like, you're talking like 20th round pick. Like, you don't even expect him to, like, sign. <laughs> Wait, he no, was drafted for... Or was it Cody Houston. Clements? They didn't have Cody Clements. They had Casey Clements. They had yeah. a brother. 
Yeah. So different, okay. Different. different gotcha. club. Either way, I wasn't wrong because I didn't say anything about it being him being drafted by the Blue Jays. I said affiliated at some no, way right. with the Toronto Blue Jays, right. <laughs> meaning his dad played for the Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, Baltimore just took the lead, four to three. Son of a bitch, shit. <laughs> um. Anyway, right, did you guys have anything so, else you want to add? I seeing we got a few more minutes. I did. Did you guys get a chance to watch the '92 reunion and everything? I we didn't really talk it, about. Yeah, it. yeah. watch the highlights of it. I thought it was really cool that they reenacted the whole little first base thing with, yes, with Timlin and Joe yeah. Carter. That was just like, yeah. and then even Carter spikes the ball in his glove after the fact. That was fun stuff. <laughs> you got cool um, If no one has the DVD, you got to get your hands on that DVD where they. Uh, narrate and go through pretty much documentary style about the 1992 world series and how uh timlin says to carter he's like i want my ball that's my game winning ball and joe carter's clutching it and he says reluctantly, no 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 throws it Tim, yeah he throws it in timlin's glove he's like all right man i just hope this i hope this comes back to me someday and then the next <laughs> i think year, it came back to him spades run. the following it's the home run and becomes a legend so uh joe carter's joe. ended both t- both Blue Jays World Series, so just he, has, he was the one that caught has. the final ball in the first one, and then he hit the home run. So he's t- the last one to touch the baseball in both games. It's kind of cool stuff. The, and if you haven't the one, good. He's the one. If you haven't watched those documentaries, they are actually all over YouTube. You can find them really yeah. easy by just typing in yeah, Toronto yeah. Blue Jays World Series. You know, good stuff, and it is a fun watch, especially if you want to get into the hype of this uh, postseason run. You know, and just just go. And nuts if you don't have content like us <laughs> so, really really tacky early 90s music in those documentaries and uh joe including carter, david hasselhoff just yes saying. <laughs> yes joe carter is responsible for being the player the only player to make it possible for a team outside of american soil to win a world series just letting you know so yeah. um Death, Although you could say Mitch Williams helped us out the '93. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he almost <laughs> fell off. He fell off. Yeah, meatball. You know, basically. Um. So yeah, uh, that's going to uh, do it for today. Um, I will be stepping away from JB Dubs. I got a um a, a pretty good job opportunity that's taking up all of my time and uh, i regret taking it because that it's, it's really taking up a lot of you're lucky like, nobody uh, watches this show yeah my real <laughs> estate in terms of gas mileage and stuff but uh you gotta do what you gotta do to take care of your family so uh that being said guys how, when, when did i join in on this was it like february of 2020 I was, or i think so yeah yeah it was, it was minute, before the know, pandemic so yeah. um it was it was a uh a blade number one ago so uh <laughs> Uh, that being said, it it's might been a have pleasure. been 2019, I think, is when Brendan and I really started doing this normally every week. Yeah, but when I joined, I, I think it was 2020. I think it was a yeah, I didn't think it was that long after. We roped you in. You, but to that point, you, you were yeah. quite regular on that before that. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I became a permanent member. But uh, there you I go. appreciate you guys uh, keeping up with me and putting up with me and, you know, listening to me be the stupid one and the pessimist of the show when Chris isn't on. And uh, it's been a well. pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Long live the king, and uh, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. And uh, go Jess. Yeah. All the best. Um, going too far. All the best. Really going so far. Congratulations <laughs> on the new opportunity. But you know this stuff happens, um, and uh, couldn't be more happy for you. And uh, uh, it's going to be great. And hopefully, you can do all of that while the Blue Jays go on a big postseason run. Maybe that's the there key. Maybe they're like, "Don't talk anymore, Adam, and we'll win." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I really got the rest of the way. Then, uh, then we have our answer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We hate. We, we, hate we, you so we much won't let Adam. you back when you want to come guest spot. Yeah, at that yeah. point, we're like, no, we're winning. You gotta wait till the off season. Sorry, we, <laughs> we hate you so much, Adam. That uh, please don't don't speak anymore. But uh, um, anyways, uh, let's uh, let's end the show like we always do. Two claps, Ric Flair. Here we go. One, two, three. Well, I went way too quick. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Let's go, Blue Jays. <laughs> Let's go, Blue Jays. <laughs> Cover from that. <laughs>
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.